The word of God says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines, watch the word, it determines your heart, the course of your life. So if you don't like your course, you don't like the direction, you don't like what's being, with the fruit that's being birthed, then look at the heart. Everything starts in the heart. It's like the life of a creature is in the blood. Verse 24 says, avoid all perverse talk. Who are you talking to and listening to? Avoid all perverse talk and stay away from corrupt speech. Then Solomon says, look straight ahead. See, like Jesus said, oh my God, look mm, to the author and finisher and the perfecter of your faith. He says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. That means don't deviate. If God said go this way, you go that way until God tell you something different. But that's why you and I, I and you have to know God's voice. Because you could be on a path and you think, and then some voice, come on, some voice, some voice speak to you and say turn left. And you thinking it's God, but God never told you to turn left. He said keep straight. And now you way over to the left and God saying, well, how you get way over there? Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Verse 27. And don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Father God, we thank you for the word. Speak. Thank you for media. Thank you for all of them as I was interceding for my media team. Thank you, Lord, that you are developing my patience. Father God, to allow them to work out the things that they need to work out as we grow together as a church family. I thank you, Father God, how the spirit of unity is yet in the house. Love is in the house. Father God, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we choose to follow you by the spirit and not by the flesh, Lord. Now let your word penetrate. Oh, my God, pregnate us, Father God, with purpose, revelation, wisdom. Oh, my God, and knowledge and understanding, Lord, to do that which you have called us to do in every area of our life. We need wisdom. We need your pulse. We need your understanding. We need your guidance. Above everything else, Father God, guard our heart, Father God, from all this wickedness and sin in-house and outside of the house, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on and say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So I just begin to study and get a pulse and God shift me. It took me to another level. So I'm going to give y'all this. And I hope you got pen and paper. I turn on, uh, you got your iPad or your iPhone, but I need you to write. I need you to write. This is something for me too because I this is some good revelation that God gave me. Mm. When you are born again, church, your spirit comes alive to God's voice and direction through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why you need the Holy Spirit to guide you in this next move. I think we need the Holy Spirit more now operating in our life like never before. Notice I said we are, when you are born again, your spirit comes alive. When you're not saved, my God, your spirit is laying dormant. But when you accept Christ, your spirit comes alive, my God, to the things of God or the voice of God. Because you are now sensitive, y'all listen to me, to the natural and the spiritual realms. At first, we are just sensitive. I mean, when we before we become alive, my God, spiritually, we just pretty much are sensitive to the flesh, to the natural. But now we are open to the spirit as well. Your spirit is vulnerable, church, to attacks from these domains as well, the natural as well as the spirit. Your spirit is vulnerable to attacks. When you accept Christ, you get the spirit of the living God. Your spirit is still vulnerable. 
your spirit, your, our spirit is still open to different attacks. Are y'all with me so far? And so, what is a wounded, the title of the sermon is a wounded spirit. A wounded spirit. What is a wounded spirit? The Bible states that our heart is a source of, of our life. It is the center of our being. Throughout scripture, the word heart and spirit are often equal. And their importance cannot be overstated. Proverbs, as we just read, 423 tells us to consider carefully what we allow into our spirit. Because it would affect our life. My God, I'm going somewhere. When our spirit is wounded, it hinders. Yes, your spirit can get wounded. When, when our spirit is wounded, it hinders the way we function. And can stunt our spiritual growth oh my god it can stunt our spiritual growth our spirit can become wounded through write this down hurtful words I'm going somewhere I promise you wrong actions and the attitudes of others can wound your spirit even though you saved full of scripture Yo, when you're doing good battle for the Lord, when you're on the front line for God, when you have made up your mind that you got a real yes, come on somebody. Oh my God, the enemy is going to begin to send attacks to try to wound your spirit. As I tell y'all, whoever get the mind, get the life. Come on somebody. And the enemy is out of our faith. Because if we can even get, if we can get our faith, my God, to surrender to the things of the flesh, he wins. Are y'all with me so far? So attitude of others can wound you. Hurtful words that has been spoken over your life can wound your spirit. Wrong action can wound your spirit. That's why even now as leaders, even as a pastor, my God, we and I as leaders, my God, and even as Christians, we have to be extremely, oh, my God, help me, Lord. Oh, he dealt with me before I'm finna deal with y'all. We have to be extremely sensitive. Oh, my God, to the people that is around us and up under us because, my God, because our words, our attitudes can hurt and wound somebody's spirit. That's why God said, my God, if you cause one of these little ones to stumble and fall away, it's best that you tie a millstone. Little ones means not my three or four year old, but young in their spirit, young in their faith. If you, my God, who's supposed to be teachers and leaders, supposed to be mature, my God, cause one of these little ones, my God, to leave. I get offended and leave, my God. Oh, my God, me, because of your actions, my God, I'm coming for you. And so God was like, oh, my God, my God, my God. And so we got to be careful as a people of God. The things that we say, the attitudes that we display. Come on, somebody, because it can wound somebody's spirit. Boy, this is so, who this is a cold-blooded word God dropped in your pastor's spirit. No matter what mask, y'all, we wore in public. Notice I said mask. We wore in public. Our woundedness eventually reveals itself through the words we speak. You can always tell what a person's spirit is about what comes out of their mouth on, more, on a consistent basis. Catch them in the midst of a storm. Then that's what's really was going on. When it's good, don't pay attention to them. When they're going through hell, my God, when trials or tribulation, that will come out there and tell you if they spirit is healthy or if they spirit is wounded come on somebody you can sound real good my God when you're going good who my God but can you mm, what comes out your mouth when the squeeze is on Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My God, uh, our behavior, you could tell our behavior. By our behavior, you could tell a wounded person's behavior. It's always inconsistent. It's never a consistent pattern. It's never a consistent pattern of healthy choices. 
Now, you can have consistent patterns of negative choices, negative behavior. My God, negative behavior. Constantly. I know you got some people, my God, but every 30 days they show their face. Every 30 days they show their behavior. My God, come on, somebody. And so, my God, you could tell a soul. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help you, church. I'm trying. That's why I'm not trying to tune up. My God, we speak words, and you can tell about our conduct and how we treat others. You can tell if a person's spirit is wounded by how they treat other people. You know what I'm saying? How they treat other people. Nasty attitudes. We talking about Christians. I ain't dealing with the unsaved. I'm talking about us and going over Christ's church and around the world. Our attitudes, how we deal with people, how we treat people. I'm talking to the one with the microphone as well. Come on, somebody. And, and also, you can tell if a person's spirit is wounded by how they treat themselves. I've always taught y'all your kings and queens, my God. And when you understand who you are, when you understand, my God, who you are, my God, when you operate in purpose, my God, when you start getting healthy, you won't allow no man to mishandle you. You won't allow no woman to mishandle you. You won't allow nobody to mishandle you when you get healthy. See what I'm trying to say? He can't just tell you anything. See what I'm trying to say? He can't tell you just anything. He can't tell you you can't look at his phone. My wife knows every password. She can look at my phone anytime she get ready. My God, it's called phone check. My God, I can't get nobody to say nothing right there. My wife can call a phone check anytime. My daughter's sitting right over there, and she knows my passwords. Come on, somebody. Anytime you need to get in, you can get in. I ain't got nothing to hide. I'm an open book, baby. But if, my God, if you can't look at his phone, you better do something different. Quit tell yourself, ah, it's okay. The devil is a lie. That's the first thing you got to be saying, single woman. Put your phone on it. Why can't we go out there? You got to turn your phone upside down. You got to stick it in your pocket. And it's vibrating, but you don't want to mess with it. Red flag. When your spirit is wounded, you allow anything to go in your life. When you have a wounded spirit, let me help you. When your self-confidence, your self-esteem, your self-respect. Oh, my God, it, it, it's, it's out of order. My God, I out of alignment with the book. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to take my time. I promise you. I'm watching time. When your self-esteem, your self-confidence is out of alignment. Remember, I talk about a rhythm. Remember, I talked about a rhythm Sunday? When you're out of rhythm. This is who you should be lining yourself up with, Genesis through Revelation. You should be gauging where you at, my God, emotionally and mentally through, from Genesis through Revelation. See what I'm trying to say? And so, therefore, how are you treating yourself? What are you allowing in your life that you shouldn't be allowing? What are you tolerating that you should be tolerating? What are you justifying? What are we, comp- what are we compromising? Where, where, where? My God, why we keep giving them a pass? And this, we've been giving them a pass for five years and ain't nothing changed. But we keep telling ourselves God going to fix it. Well, he may, but it might not be with you. It might be somewhere else. Sooner or later, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you got to be willing to make a decision. So we talking about a wounded spirit consists of hurtful words, wrong action, attitudes towards others. Uh, words that we speak, my God, shows the signs. Oh, my God, my God, squeeze you, my God, and every word that shouldn't be spoken to come up out of you. Wounded spirit. Come on, somebody. Wounded behavior. Your behavior is always negative. Your behavior is always inconsistent. Can't nobody set no responsibility on you. Your conduct, you conduct yourself, my God, in an unworthy manner. When God says you are worthy. We got to line ourselves up with integrity, lifestyle, and so forth. And then how you treat us. I'm going to go back to that, my God. How we treat each other. You must say, the Bible says, do you know that, 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 that you are my disciples by the love that you have one towards another? And see, when you get healthy, you give people passes. You overlook some stuff. But in that, you set boundaries. 
Oh, my God. So put point number one. Let's look at some causes. I'm going to teach you because this is where our church is at. Because what God has showed me, I'm going to say this, what God has showed me is one thing, my God. Oh, my God. When you break your arm, they put your arm in a cast. Y'all listen to me. Don't miss this revelation. I got it right back in the hallway in my, cl- in my office. When you break your arm, they put it in a cast. Then your, ca- then your arm got to be healed once it's put in a cast. But after it's put in a cast, it got to recover. See, God told me to tell the church, and I'm telling you, y'all know y'all don't never hardly hear me say this. God told me to tell, going off of Christ Church, every last one of us that's here tonight is in recovery. Every one of us. And I'm not just talking about drugs and alcohol. We got that in her too, my God. But every human being, my God, they got breath in their body, my God. Even those that's watching online, my God, we are in some form of recovery. Because we've been, mm, God has healed us from many things and now it's time to recover. That's why the Bible says, work out your soul salvation. We got to recover from our wounds and scars and different words that has been spoken of. A lot of us been dropped by family and loved ones, my God. Mishandled by men, mishandled by women, my God, family and grandmother. And stuff has dropped us, my God. Oh my God, are we trying to recover? The whole church is in recovery. So when you're in recovery, that means it's sensitive. When you're in recovery, my God, that means, my God, that means we gotta we gotta love one another at a different level, my God. You got to understand the point the woman around you or the man around you, my God. She or he is in recovery, my God. And we got to be long suffering, my God. We gotta allow those attributes and those fruits of the spirit to be developed, my God, with our brothers and sisters. If you want to grow up in the Lord, get connected to some brothers and sisters and understand that they're in recovery. And you got to be able to love them where they at. You got to be able to forgive them for the things they say. We all in recovery. We all a mess on our way to what? I said we all a mess on our way to what? And so you got to understand everybody in the church should be on in recovery. Ain't nobody passed. You don't never stop recovering when you're in God. Oh, I may be free from a cocaine addiction 23 years ago, but I'm recovering from all this other stuff that I caused in my life that was self-inflicted. Some of you got self-inflicted wounds, my God, that you caused and others caused, and you're trying to recover. We're dealing with the wounded spirit. If you don't allow God to heal your spirit, you ain't going to never recover. Oh, somebody better write that down. If you don't allow God to deal with your wounded spirit, you ain't going to never recover. You'll always be doing what the, what the screen say, a band-aid. A lot of us putting band-aids on a wound that requires whoop, major surgery. So let's look at some causes. Heartbreak, write that down. Heartbreak will ruin your, ruin your spirit. My God, heartbreak can be caused by unfulfilled desires or expectations. It leads to deep sorrow, y'all, and sadness that crushes our spirit. It's underground. Heartbreak. It affected our root system. It's underground. Can't nobody see it. You can't put a mask on it. Oh, my God. You can't dress it up. My God. You can't make it. Come on, somebody. You got to deal. So heartbreak, 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 heartbreak. Many of us have been crushed. Our heart has been broken. You know when you kissed him when you was uh, 12 years old, you thought that was your boo, and he went to school with the next girl and broke your heart. Come on, somebody. I know he, 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 he used to always eat with you at the lunch table, my God. And then you thought y'all had something going on. And, and all of a sudden, about three weeks later, he sat at another lunch table in elementary. And now your little heart is broken. 
or the chain that you gave him. Come on, somebody. A week later, another girl had it on. Broke your heart. I'm just trying to help you, church. Because, see, we got wounded spirits, my God. And usually when a wounded spirit starts, it starts in our childhood. From words that were spoken. Things that should have been done that wasn't done. And so we have a bunch of grown folks, my God, that got band-aids on wounded spirits. And that's why so much going on in the body of Christ all around the country. Oh, my God, because we have a bunch of wounded Christians who don't want to be honest. See, this type of preacher, see, everybody want to shout, turn around seven times and get a Mercedes. My God, everybody want to be entertained, but nobody want to deal with that wound. That's why I told y'all, you don't get preached to it going over Christ. You get pastor. And when God put his hands on you, when you're pastor, my God, it's painful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When God begin to put his hands on you, it's painful. I said, we always talking about he's the potter and we the clay. When God begin to put his hands and begin to mold and fashion and shape you, that's painful. That ain't no good feeling. Wounded. Many of us right now, my God, with grandkids, we wounded. Wounded. That's why we deal with our kids the way we deal with them, from a wounded spirit. And whatever you don't kill, your kids got to deal with. Mm. So heartbreak, heartbreak can cause wounds. So if you have been, if you're still dealing with a heartbreak, come on, Holy Ghost. Who helped me, God? If you're still dealing with a heartbreak that has happened, my God, somewhere in the process of your, uh, uh, your life, then you need to go back and have God to deal with you right there. Don't be trying to overlook that. Don't be trying to forget that. You're not going to be able to move forward till you deal with that heartbreak, till you deal with that wounded spirit. You got wounded right there. You got dropped right there. You can't get past that, baby. You got to go back and visit that. You got to deal with that right there. And you need to deal with it so that you can move forward. And if you need somebody to go with you, take accountability partner to go with you. That's why you got to confess your faults, 1 John 1 and 9. That's why you got to be real. When you're trying to get healthy, when you're trying to recover, when you're trying to move forward, you ain't worried about nobody say or think about you. You're desperate. You'll crawl, like I tell you, till you get to the hem of his garment. You ain't worried about what you look like, Tony. You ain't worried about nobody think about you. My God, when you're trying to get free, when you're trying to get here, you ain't worried about all that. You're an open book. I don't care about nothing you got to say. I'm trying to get mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's look at the second thing. I don't want to get stuck. Y'all know I can take one point and preach all day. Who am I got abuse? Write that down. We've been abused, and abuse coming, abuse come, oh my God, come in many different ways. It's okay. I want y'all to understand something. Do not be afraid for your tears to fall because I'm looking at you. Do we say this is not that? You know what I'm saying? Get what you need. Let the tears heal. My God, let the tears wash. Deal with this stuff because a lot of us have been covering up all that mess, hiding behind scripture, going to class, but you're wounded. That's why you're so sticky and get offended about everything. Wounded. Everything, my God, you, you, ooh, come on, somebody. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let me watch myself. Come on, you got to get healthy. Your pastor wants you healthy. I was going somewhere else. Don't blame me, blame God. He shifted me. Abuse. Physical. Verbal, sexual abuse always causes significant wounds in our spirit. Significant, deep-rooted wound, deep-rooted pain is in our spirit behind physical abuse. Verbal, sexual. The Bible says cast down every thought. Let's go with, let's cast out every word that was spoken in your life that exalts itself. What that means against the knowledge of God. Everything that contradicts what this saying, you got to cast it down. You got to be willing to believe God's report 
over everything that was said. I don't care who said it. Mama, grandma, baby's daddy, come on, teacher, policeman. I don't care who said it. You got to cast down thoughts. That's why it's so important, my God, to read your Bible. Because when you begin to read your Bible, God begin to wash your mind. The Bible says in the book of the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter, when you read the word, the word of God cleanses you. The more you read, the more he renovate. <laughs> renovate, renovate. Think about when you go into it, you buy a house, old boarded up house, you go into it and you gut it. Who you gut it? God's trying to gut your mind. He's trying to deal with that wounded spirit. Let God gut you so he can fix, my God, fix that wounded spirit so you can recover. You can't recover if you're going to allow, if you won't allow God to heal your wounded spirit. You won't recover. You'll have a form of godliness. You'll be strong over her and weak over her. You'll be consistent right here and inconsistent right here. You'll have a church life, my God, and have a terrible life at home. That's called public success in a private. Physical, verbal, and sexual abuse always causes significant wounds to our spirit. We need God to heal our spirit. It's the source of life. Your heart, your mind, heart and spirit go together. We wounded. Jump in the shower. It's okay. We're trying to get free. But we got to get free. We got to get free. Whatever it takes to get free, you got to be willing to do it. And if that consists of letting go, that consists of shifting, that consists of purging, that consists of backing up, change your number, get off faith, whatever, change your name to somebody else on faith, but change. Whatever you got to do to get healthy. And some of us, you can't get healthy because you keep allowing the people that cause the wound to stay in your life, just keep causing additional wounds. You can't get healthy because you keep hanging around the same people that's caused the wound, and now they're causing more wounds to your life. But you're crying out to God, help me, help me. And God said, I can't because you won't let go of the very person or the very thing or the very places that's causing the wound. Mm. Number three, hurtful words. This is a big one. Spoken by others. Ourselves can call deep wounds. What are you saying to yourself? Are you believing the report of other people? And you have taken on the mindset of what they say. Some of us is replaying the very words that people have spoken into our life. We replay that in our mind. And sometimes we even find ourselves speaking the exact words that the enemy has called somebody to speak into your life. We start believing. Let me help you. That's why the classes are so good. Because you got to allow the word of God to become a part of your belief system. See, you, you can't say you know something until you're able to teach that what you say you know. See, you got to allow God's word to become a part of your belief system. When God's word, my God, become a part of your belief system, then you move over to the Romans chapter 12, and that's where you see the transformation take place in your life. When God transform your belief system, God begin to transform your outward life, your outward actions. Your actions are not going to change external until you have a real transformation internal. I preached a message many, many years ago about transformation versus outward transformation. You want an inward transformation more than you want an outward transformation. Many people that come to church, they change external, but they never really change internal. But if you change internal, you will automatically change external. See, we got it backwards in the church. We want you to put on a suit Come on, we want you to dress up, take off your whatever, you know what I'm saying, and dress everything up external, change external, but they don't worry about the wounded soul internal. God wants you healthy, internal. He said first, Jesus said, clean up the inside of the cup, and then the outside shall be 
clean. See, everything about the New Testament is internal. Old Testament was external through, through ceremonies and rituals and, and all festivals and all the stuff, all bullocks and all, often all that external stuff. That's all external up under the law. But when Christ came, he came to do an internal work. Internal work. You got to allow God to cut you open and begin to heal us. Remember, my God, we've been, when demons are cast out, my God, now you got to recover for everything that the demon has done in your life. Everybody's in recovery. Just like if you smoke cigarettes like I did, my God, for 10 years before God delivered me in 97, my lungs, my body, my veins, my heart, everything got to recover from 10 years of smoking cigarettes. Everybody's in recovery. Just because you get filled with the Holy Ghost don't mean you ain't in recovery. Don't you know you could be speaking in tongues and speak and still be wounded? See, they don't teach that stuff in the church. All you hide behind tongues, but you're wounded. That's why as soon as somebody do something to you, you get offended. You leave the church. You quit coming to church. When you don't understand stuff, you just automatically shut down. You're wounded, but you're full of tongues. Wounded. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I want us healthy. Write this down. Guilt. This is a big one. This is getting people everywhere. Guilt can greatly incapacitate us, causing emotional and social damage. Guilt. Oh, my God. I know what that's like. When I was sick and in them streets, I had a lot of guilt. At times I told y'all when I would look in the mirror, Sharon, I would start crying. Because full of that, oh, my God, didn't I, I couldn't even recognize my God. I lost so much weight, valve, jaw sunk all in, just sick. My, no respect for my wife, my kids, my God, didn't know what was going on. We were just out of, we were just guilt. Walking down the street when I, I know I'm colder than this. I know I'm, I'm three and four days, weeks at a time, hanging out on the corner, same clothes and all of those type of stuff on. And I know I'm real cold. I know I'm real cold. I know I'm real cold. Guilt. Sick. Everything at home. Crib, clothes, everything. And wouldn't go home because I was sick. And sometimes I wouldn't go home because I was dealing with the spirit of Guilt. I didn't want to go around my family. I didn't want to go watch John play in the NBA. They want me to go to the games. I don't even want to go. I almost missed the 94 championships. I ain't going. Let's see, buy me some clothes. Because I sold all my clothes. So John had to buy me a whole new wardrobe just to go to the NBA finals. Sick. And you wonder why I go so hard like I go so hard. I got a reason like you got a reason. But well, I'll let mine be known. How about you? Somebody give God a hand. Somebody, see, I'm recovering. I'm recovering, baby. There ain't no shame in mine. I can't get no, don't get me. Hey, I know I'm in recovery. I ain't never coming out of it, baby. But I sure don't look like what I've been through. I can't get nobody to say nothing right there. And when you've been recovering, you don't look like what you've been through. Some of us been in recovery for a long time, but ain't nothing changed. You got to get to the point where people look at you and they can tell a transformation that's took place. It's one thing to be in recovery. It's another thing to be transformed while you're in recovery. Do I got any transformed people that has been recovered everybody's in recovery but are you transforming you have to deal with guilt thank you Holy Ghost I'm real sensitive but I'm going to say this because the spirit of God led me this is not emotions catch this many of you parents you know what you have done with the babies in the past Got to deal with that. Got to deal with that. You can, that's a, that will keep you wounded. You got to come face to face with that decision that you have made in the past concerning those babies. And even us men that paid for it to be done. 
we need to come face to face with that decision that we helped her make because we didn't want because we wanted to avoid responsibility and we look for the easy way out just like me and we always want to escape we don't want to be responsible it's everywhere and the church is everywhere well men don't want to be responsible they break camp and run We got a lot of guilt. We have mishandled things. Some of y'all, if you still have parents that's alive, my God, the things you have said, the things you have done, and how you have treated your mom and daddy, the Bible says honor thy father, honor the office. I know you don't like how he treated you, but you honor the office, my God. You honor your mama, my God. Some of us need to call out mamas, those that still have mothers alive, and you need to ask your mama to forgive you for the things you said, how you have treated her, the words you have spoke about her, how you have lied on her and talked about her like she was a dog, my God. You had honor. Oh, my God. Somebody give God a hand in the house of the Lord. The Bible says this is honor them. This is what a promise. I know some of them get on. I come on somebody, but you got to respect your mama. You got to That's Bible, baby. So you need to pick up the telephone for those that got them. I'll pull up on her and say, I need to holler at you. I need, to, I, need, I need to ask you to forgive me. Whether she receive it or not, you do what you're supposed to do. Because you don't need her blood on your hand. Come on, somebody. You need to make it right. And that might unlock your mama's freedom. Many of you are praying that your mama get free. Come on, somebody. You That right there, my God. If you humble yourself, my God, and move by the spirit, you don't know what that may do for the rest of your mama's days on earth. you holding your mama in guilt. Some of you won't even talk to them. I wish my mama was allowed to see this work, Pastor Chum. I led my mama to Christ when I got out of prison. We served God for three years before God called out of her. And one of her greatest pleas, pleas to the Lord was, God, please save my baby. And God answered her prayer. I got out of prison, my God, and led my mama to Christ. And we served God together for three years before she went on to glory. And I preached her home going. The, one that, the black sheep of the family preached it, and God told the church up. I can't get nobody to say nothing right there. Look at God. Transformed. Cause of so much pain, you know, preaching the funeral and leading to Christ. Who oh my God, who in your life got to suffer while you remain the same? What if I'd have made the same? My mom would have died acute and probably wouldn't have never made to heaven. But God saved her son, transformed his life, kept it on the dollar when I get out of prison. She respected it, my God, gave her life to Christ. We served God together. She kicked her boyfriend out, quit smoking cigarettes, my God, started paying her tithe, started reading her Bible with her baby boy. My God, to serve God, my God, to the day God called up at her. And then when I preached the funeral, my God, it was all, my God, it was a home going and we tore it up, my God, because I know where she was at. Because God used me after he saved me, my God, to get her where she needed to be. Who in my life got to suffer? Oh, my God, well, I'll remain the same. Make the phone call. Talk to your mama. Apologize to your grandma. That which your soul you shall reap. I know I'm spirit of God is talking. We're dealing with a wounded soul. You're not going to be able to recover until you go back and make right what you made wrong. I don't care what she said. I don't care what he done. You got to honor that office, my God. You can't recover. You can't move forward until you repent and ask God to forgive you for the things you have said and how you have treated your mama. You treated her like she was a dog in the streets. Thank you for nodding because I know it's tight, but it's right. But what about what she done, Pastor? Honor the office and push. Honor the office and push. Got to deal with that guilt. Yeah, we're going to spend some altar time tonight, baby. 
Yeah, some of you are going to walk up out of it because you think you're good, but you're going to walk out of there wounded. I'm talking to people that's tired of being wounded. I'm talking about people with natural time ain't got nothing to do with it, baby. This is business right here. I've been sitting in the church all these years, and this is the word that I need right here. I done heard all this hooping and hollering, all this old lights cam and all these old big, all this old mess. This is my word right here. I ain't letting it go until God bless me. Yeah, this real kingdom preacher. Let's look at a broken heart. The fifth thing, broken heart. Broken heart. A damaged spirit can damage our relationships with other people. When you have a broken heart. Broken heart. Heartbreak, different. He kissed you, but then you see him kissing somebody else. That's heartbreak. I'm talking, now we're talking about a broken heart. I'm talking about a broken heart. See, 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 when our heart is broken, we put walls up. See what I'm trying to say? We don't really begin to have intimate relationships with nobody. Wounded spirit. We won't let nobody get too close to us. We, 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 uh, who thank you, Holy Ghost. Even our mamas, them has wounded us, and so therefore we keep them at bay. And I understand that because you got to set boundaries, but that don't mean you disrespect and dishonor them. Heart, broken heart can damage our spirit. It can damage our relationship. People don't want to get close to nobody when they have broken hearts. They never have any root system in relationships. They have all kind of people coming and going out of their life and never knowing where somebody really fit in their life. And because our heart is broken, because we have a broken heart and we got a heartbreak, our heart has been broken, my God, then we don't know where people fit. So we just put all kind of people in our space trying to figure out haphazardly who fit where, wasting time. And while we placing people in our space, we steady getting heartbroken, wounds and scars. Because you brought somebody in that didn't scar you. Because you don't know where they're at. See, when your spirit is healthy, you're not trying to be a people place, a, a pleaser. You're trying to be a God pleaser. Broken heart. You can't recover. Every one of us is in some form of recovery. Everybody is not alcoholic and drug addicts. But we all trying to recover from heartbreak, abuse, hurtful words, guilt, and, bro- and a broken heart. Heartbroken. My heart was broken. I'm still trying to recover when my brother them lost the NBA championship. To, uh, uh, and I, I'm not being serious. To this day, uh, uh, Brother Penn, Penn uh, uh, Pastor uh, Dewan, it's hard for me to even watch game seven when John went two for 17. But game six, he had, I think he had like 26 or something like that. He went off, and he couldn't hit game seven. He couldn't hit for nothing. And every time I look at that, it just breaks my heart. Because I know, and they barely lost, and I know, my God, if John would have caught fire like he did in game six, they would have won the NBA finals. But they got beat. And I'm still heartbroken. I'm being serious. That's a wound. That my brother, that was for my brother, but I'm wounded because it happened to my brother. Uh-oh, thank you. What God coming with this? So some of us is dealing with wounds that didn't, oh my God, it wasn't directly about you. 
But it's about the people that's connected to you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I don't know where that come from, my God. And so you got to you got to locate that. Like I said, storms locate your faith. You got to locate this wound, my God. Why 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 is I'm why why I'm dealing with this? This ain't had nothing to do with me. Some of you are carrying other people's wounds and offenses, and God ain't told you to do that. Mm. Revelation. Point number two. I'm watching the time. Let's look at the healing. Let's look at the promise of the healing. See, even in the midst of that, God can heal you, but you got to do something. I was called Pastor Champ the other night. I said, Pastor Champ, T.D. Jackson preached a message, and it was called, you got to um, sweat equity. Sweat equity. When he first gave the ten, the ten Commandments to Moses, Moses didn't have to do nothing. God went up in the mountain and wrote on the tablets and gave it to him. Well, he going to let anger wound his spirit. Cause him to break the ten, tam- the ten Commandments. And so God said, now you got to go cut out the rock. You got to get up, go up to the mountain. You're going to have to work for this. See, some of you got to understand. See, Uta and God spoke to me laying right over there. That's why I love to pray. Start coming at 6 o'clock prayer. God said, see, so, see, God gave you deliverance, my God, and you gave it back to the devil. Now you got to sweat to get free. God gave you your deliverance, and you gave it back to the devil. Now you got to sweat. To get it back. That means you got to count up the cost. Come on, uh, Sister uh, Advent. You got to count up the cost. You got to pay a price. He ain't going to just give it to you because you pray for it. Some things he gave to you because he loved you. But now you got to pay a price. Now you got to make decisions. Now you got to get healed. It's called sweat equity. Come on, you got to pay a price. For this, I heard, he ain't going to just let it drop in your lap. Because if he do it for you again, you ain't going to give it right back to the enemy. And when you pay a price for something, you tend to hold on to it. I can't get nobody to say nothing right there. Many of us, many of us, my God, because, oh, my God, we have given away our holiness. We have stripped off our righteousness. We have allowed compromise to come in and, and disrupt the momentum, my God. And so God said, you know what? You got to pay a price to get it back. Oh, my God, you got to do like the woman with the issue of blood, my God. Oh, my God, you was once delivered, my God, from cancer, and you started living like a wild animal. Now you got to show enough crawl till you get your health, healing from your cancer this time. Oh, yeah, I'm in there. He healed you, and you gave it back because you started living. My God, God is not pleased in a person that turned away from God. And now you got to pay a price. To get your healing now. Now you got to go extra harder, my God, because you didn't appreciate what he did for you the first time. That's why I serve God like I do, because I appreciate what he done for me. I ain't giving man back. I ain't got time to give my Ten Commandments back. I'm holding on to what I got. And 23 years later, I ain't never gave it back to the devil. I ain't never gave back my freedom. I ain't never gave back my, my God, my soul to the enemy. I can't give it back, Q. I have to work too hard to get it back. That's why I tell y'all, it's too dangerous to go back. I don't know if I can make it back. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if God going to bring me back this time. He might not allow me to make it back. The devil may get me, and the world may get me. I might not never come back. That's why I can't be picking and choosing, my God. That's why I ain't got time to be playing no games, my God. Because one fall, one relapse, my God, might be cursed the rest of my life. That's real serious to me. I don't want to sweat for this freedom, baby. I just want to walk into my promise. All I got to do is obey. He said obedience is better than a sacrifice. If I just follow him, I don't have to work hard. The Bible said the way of a transgressor is as hard. I want to transgress the law and make it harder than what it already is. Yeah, you're going to have to sweat to get your freedom. 
You once was delivered. You nailed it to the cross. We did come off encounters and all that. You nailed it to the cross. And now you can't seem to get it back. It keeps slipping away from you. You know why? Because you ain't sweating enough. God said you ain't thirsty enough for it. Oh, my God. If I do it for you right now, you ain't going to do it. I'm going to give it back six months later. You don't appreciate what I've done for you. You don't appreciate how I restored you. You don't appreciate how I gave you that job. You got a better job. You quit tithing. Oh, my God. God brought you out of that sickness. And you start picking and choosing when you come to church. Oh, my God. Your heart ain't right. And so now you got to pay a hell of a price to get it back. Who am I talking to in the church, baby? We talking about dealing with a wounded spirit. Hey, my God. How bad do you want it, baby? Mm, mm, mm. Healing the wounded spirit. Healing the wounded spirit is, the, is first and foremost the work of the Holy Spirit. Watch me, church. Please watch me. Who thank you, Holy Ghost. Healing the wounded spirit is first the work and foremost the work of the Holy Spirit. Our flesh, write this down, cannot heal itself. Your flesh can't heal itself. Your flesh can't heal. The Bible said, if you know what the word of God said, the Bible says flesh begat flesh. Spirit birth spirit. Spirit is life and peace. Spirit, my God, flesh, my God, is death. Romans 6, 7, and 8. We birthed in death because we're trying to get healed from the flesh. You can't heal your flesh. You can't try to tame your flesh like you tame a dog. You got to allow the spirit to train your flesh how to do the things of God. I said train. I didn't say tame. Paul said, I train my body to do what it should and not what it wants to. You have that much authority, my God, that God has been giving believers that you have authority to train your flesh to do what it's supposed to do. I will not answer the phone at 115. I know I didn't miss them, but it's all good. No, I'm standing on no, and if you don't like it, ain't never got the call back again. I ain't going by the liquor store. I ain't looking at no pornography. I ain't doing it that. I know. No means no. I ain't going to be laying up with somebody, my God, that ain't... Mm. No. You treat people how you treat yourself. There's some practical steps though to healing. Let me give you these. And we should take all of them. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We're talking about dealing with a, oh my God, a wounded spirit. We all in recovery. See, a lot of people preach that, that message when I think it was Joshua said, uh, Joshua or David, whoever said, God, shall, shall, shall we recover all? God said, yeah, you shall recover all. See, they preach it from excitement. They preach it so they can walk back and preach. See what I'm trying to say? See, see, see. And I understand when the Bible says you shall recover all, God said you will, you will. But you got to pay a price to recover all. I just didn't arrive. I've been working this thing out since April the 30th of 1995, baby. And I ain't never stopped working it out. I shall recover because God said it, but I'm going to have to sweat to get some recovery. That's right. That's right. That's right. Don't give away what you already got. Hold on to that. That's why the Bible says don't shrink back. Don't drift away. Hold on to it. Hold on. Hold on. Because see, when you hold on to it, my God, God going to stir you up to a better work. My God, taste and see that the Lord is good. You, you, you just getting started. Don't quit. My God, don't get so excited. My God, off that little bitty old chicken blessing. I want some, uh, some eagle blessings. Some of you get so excited, you quit. My God, you get a little piece of car now, so you quit serving God. Wounded. This is how you allow God to heal that wounded spirit. You and I. Number one, fellowship. Fellowship. See, many of us told ourselves it don't take all that because you can sit at home and watch TV. 
Social media has been a blessing, but it also has been a curse because we have a bunch of powerless Christians, Pastor Penn. We have a bunch of weak, jellyback Christians that got a whole lot of compromising in their life. You show me a person that don't have no consistent fellowship in their life, and I'll show you a man or a woman, Pastor Teresa, with a lot of compromise and sin going on in their life. Because people, my God, that's doing stuff that, that they shouldn't be doing don't want to be in the light. That's Bible. And so they make excuses. I can serve God at home. I ain't got to go to church. I'm tired. Spirit of laziness. You can't pray laziness out. I posted that. You can't pray laziness out. Some of you are trying to pray your laziness out. Now you got to make a decision to quit being lazy. Quit being slowful. You need fellowship. Quit telling yourself you don't need church. The devil is a lie. You need your brothers and sisters because we all in recovery and so are you. Just as people can be the source. Watch this. Just as people can be the source of our wounds, they can also be the source of our healing. The same people that cause the wound, as they begin to grow up, they could be that. They begin to grow up and mature. That same person that caused the wound can also turn around and be the cause of the heal, help you heal from that wound. But one of the things the enemy want to do is get you wounded when you got a wounded, so you can disconnect. So when you disconnect, my God, Mother Ronnie, we isolate ourselves. And when you isolate yourself, that means you get away from fellowship. Then when a man left to himself, he's doomed for destruction. Because if you're offended, you're bitter, you're angry or whatever, when you disconnect from the body of Christ, that's why he says in the book of John, my God, he is the vine and we are the branch. And if a branch stay connected to the vine, it will produce fruit. But if he can get you to disconnect and get off to yourself and get in a pity party, my God, all you got is your mind. And so if your mind is already wounded, if your perception is already wounded, if your attitude is already wounded, and you ain't got nobody speaking life in you, you just sitting over there isolated dying. Some of you run to your bedroom my God, your bedroom is a prison. Come on somebody, your house become a prison instead of a home, my God, because you didn't isolate yourself to your home and all you just thinking about, they made me mad. Ain't nobody called me. Ain't nobody, my P12 leader ain't checked on me. My God, don't nobody love me. Pastor told me, man, that's just, ah, wounded spirits. Talking about Christians. We preach the gospel over here, Pastor Penn. Yes, sir. Forgiveness. Write this down. Forgiveness. If you're going to recover, you're going to have to forgive, baby. We just come off a men's encounter and a women's encounter. Weekend, what, two weekends in a row? My God. Pastor. Now, I tried to. I knew I was supposed to nail that to the cross at the women's encounter and the men's encounter, but I didn't. Here we come again. Right with this word called forgiveness, because it's that much, it's that significant. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You cannot, thank you, Holy Ghost. You, thank you, Holy Ghost. You cannot, church. I love you. I know y'all, Pastor, go hard for you. You cannot fully recover with unforgiveness in your heart. If you want that broken arm and that cast to heal and recover properly, you got to forgive. Watch this. It is vital. To our spiritual healing. See, you got to understand that it's vital to spiritual healing. We're not talking about just healing. We're talking about spiritual healing. You know how many Christians are spiritually wounded in the body of Christ all around the nation? But they dressed all up. They, they, it's going to be 30,000 people at Woman Dial Loose. But how many of them going to get healed? How many going to get healed? I'm talking about get their spirit healed. You know what I'm saying? Noah Jones said they keep the best dress. You know, that $500 dress that you didn't buy, you caught, got at Goodwill, caught them slipping or something like that. You keep it every year just for the woman that I lose comfort so you can look good, dress good, and you put all, you make sure you save up all your vacation time so you can go to the woman that I lose so you come back, you don't do nothing with what you get. 
When you go get a word, I teach y'all you got to do something with a word. Forgiveness. It is vital to our spiritual healing. We must forgive as we have been forgiven. Look at that. Jesus said, in order for me to forgive you, how many of us tonight is sitting up in here thinking that we are forgiven when we really not because we won't forgive? The Bible says, my God, not Peter, not Paul, not John, not Ezekiel, not Isaiah, God in the flesh said, in order for me to forgive you, you have to forgive. That is not an option. You don't get to negotiate. I taught y'all that. My God, we're not on, we not on co- contract. We're covenant with God at this church. You don't get to make a decision. You don't get to choose not to forgive. It's not an option. This also includes, part of forgiving also includes keeping short accounts and releasing grudges and resentments. Release that tonight. I don't care what has happened. Release it. Because you got to go back. Women, I happen to be up in there at the women's encounter. When, 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 when. Pastor Chris, well, uh, with the cross is right here in the middle. And she stretched her arms and talked about mercy. Think about the mercy God has shown you. Why come you can't give nobody no mercy? Think about the past that God has given you. Why come you can't give nobody no past? Well, they keep doing the same thing. Well, why you keep being around them then? You can't blame that on them. Blame that on yourself. Make a decision. Make a decision to do something different. You can't hold nobody prisoner for keep continuing to hurt you when you keep going around them. But you got to remember God's mercy. Only a person that has forgotten what Christ has done for them will choose not to forgive. When a, ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm trying to finish. Only a person that professed to be a Christian, my God, will forget about the real love that was up on Calvary. That was all about love, redemption, reconciliation. Forgiveness. Oh my God, I could go on and on about Calvary. See, I'm trying to say, you, a person, my God, that, ooh, that ain't, ain't really been touched by God will hold forgiveness for any length of time. You'll take a <clears throat> licking, but you got to get it up off for you. Get it up off for you. Let me move on. Protection. Write down protection. I'm almost through. Is this helping anybody so far? Protection, protection. We're talking about the promise of healing. You got to have fellowship. So all to my P12 leaders, make sure you explain to the 144 that they need to be in fellowship. I'm tired. I know a lot of them in school and all that. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Oh, my God, my dog. Get the education. Oh, get that cheese. We, yeah, we need things. We got things to do. Amen. Protection, protection. You need this right here. The body of Christ protects you, believe it or not. See, the enemy wants you to think, my God, the body, body, of, Christ, the body of Christ are the people that you go to church with is the real problem. When it's not, you the problem because you wound it. And that's why things that normally won't bother a person that's not wounded, it bothers you. So you see the church as the problem. But the church had the problem, you the problem because you wounded. Well, what if I came to the church and the church wounded me? Okay, then go to that person, have a talk with that person, forgive one another, and push. It's real simple. That's what the Bible say. I ain't finna tell you nothing different. Go find her or go find him and say, look, I need to holler at you. And then get it right, get up on the blood, remember what God done for you, and push. And quit blaming the church. That's, you just need an excuse to isolate yourself so you can do something you ain't supposed to do. I know it's tight, but it's right. You need the body, but Christ protects you. Some of you, if I close down the church right now, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. It's a lifeline to a lot of us. It's a lifeline to a lot of us. It's going to be hard to go sit anywhere because you, uh, you're used to a certain quality, quality of teaching. You know what I'm saying? Emotionalism is going to carry you only for about three months. And then you're going to be like, look, I miss going up for Christ Church. I promise you. I called Pastor Champ the other day. My God, I got several people calling me. My God, telling me I miss going home for Christ Church. Well, get on back if you're supposed to be here. 
I know you can't find it. See, hype and emotionalism wore off sooner or later. I said hype and emotionalism will wear off. When you used to get your root system fed, when you used to get some real healthy, my God word, excitement and emotionalism ain't going to do it. That only suffice you for a, week, for a season and it's time to push. Yeah. Then I get the call. Can I, I ain't never told you to leave. Come on back and sit down somewhere. Wisdom commands, watch this, wisdom commands that we guard our spirits. Listen, I'm closing. Wisdom commands that we guard our spirits from farther wounds. Watch this, this is going to help you. Wisdom demands and commands that we guard our spirits from farther wounds. However, guarding our spirit is different from self-protection. This is heavy. Self-protection. Self-protection means we hide behind defensive walls. That keep others out and hinder us from developing intimacy in our relationships. We must set healthy boundaries. But you got to be careful against self-protection. Trying to keep people out. Now you're in prison. Now the people that God has brought in your life to unlock your life. Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Now that people see God has birthed this ministry because the pastor is completely free, giving God the glory from a lot of hang-ups and habits. And so therefore God has put a, it's, it's a reason why this work seemed grievous over her. Because there's a different type of people over her. But the people, my God, that, that, that seem to rub you the wrong way, the people that seem to get on your nerves, thank you, Holy Ghost, get on my nerves, thank you, Holy Ghost, my God, got keys, my God, to unlock, my God, your wounded spirit. They got keys to your necks, my God. Like I told you, the hell you're going through ain't about your past, it's about your future. And that person that you can't stand, God said, that's her, she got the key to unlock your necks. That man you can't, I can't stand my brother, well, he got the key to unlock your necks, my God. That's why it's uncomfortable, because iron shopping and iron, my God, you need a little friction. My God, because then you appreciate it once you get it. Come on, somebody. That's why it's painful, because there's people sitting next to you. They got a key, my God, to your necks, my God. And that's why you got to value people, my God, because the kingdom of heaven is all about people, my God. Oh, my God, you can't say you love God and not love people, because the kingdom is about people. And God uses people to do a work. And the enemy, my God, God uses my God to protection. I got, I need my sisters and brothers to protect me. I'm the pastor, but what that mean? You know what protection consists of? Pastor, I wouldn't do that. Protection also consists of correction. Pastor, now that ain't it. See, a lot of you see when your pastor say something to you, I'm trying to protect you. I want you happy, but I got to protect you. Mm. Number four. Resisting the enemy. Let me get you out of here. Oh, my God. Resisting the enemy. Resisting the enemy. Doing inner healing, my God, and deliverance. The enemy is cast out of our life, and our wounded spirit receives his healing. However, church, the enemy does not give up. That's what you got to understand. He is full of anger and vengeance and wants to reclaim all of his territory. He wants it all. That's why the Bible says when a house is swept clean, the spirit goes out into arid places. But then it looks for rest. When it finds none, it brings back seven more spirits. And it be more worse. The latter be more worse. Come on, somebody. The latter. It's one thing, as the late Dr. Miles will say, to get free. It's another thing to stay free. I've seen a lot of people, as I close, get free in this ministry. But I also seen a lot of us giving right back to the devil. Get free, testify, and give it right back to the enemy. Because you stop waging war. 
you don't never supposed to stop raging war. Wounded spirit. Some of us, my God, got wounded spirit from past marriages. That has to be dealt with too. We talking about trying to recover. Healing our wounded spirit, y'all, is a lifelong process. It will not result in absolute perfection during our lifetime. But it is a process.